welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out. It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way. Hi there, it's Avery. I have news for you. Guess what? It's November, which means that the holiday season is just about to get underway. If you're feeling a little bit stressed, a little bit frantic, a little bit frenzied, don't worry, we've got you. We are introducing a new Badass Boundaries Boot Camp Holiday Edition. It's a unique four-week experience to help you to set boundaries like a total badass during the holiday season. We'd love for you to check it out. We've got more information on our website. That's badassmethod.com backslash bootcamp. Again, that's badassmethod.com backslash bootcamp. We hope you'll check it out. We'd love to spend this holiday season with you. Hello. So we are coming to you from a new location today. So we may sound a little different because we're in Broken Bow, Oklahoma on our little badass retreat. It's been a day. We have worked really hard. We've had a wonderful day and we thought we would just go ahead and send a little podcast your way while we're, while we're here together. So we're going to talk a little bit about some holiday kind of themes coming up. And so the first podcast in this series is going to be about expectations. So I want to start by telling you a little story about when expectations have gotten in my way during especially the Christmas season. And while I'm talking, I'd love for you guys to kind of think about if any of this relates to you, if you have any stories, I think that would be great. So I'll just kind of paint a word picture. Yes. So Wesley was little, I think she was probably two or three And I had decided that I needed to have the perfect Christmas, right? Totally doable with a two or three-year-old. Or even without. Or period. (laughs) And so I had bought, you know, the perfect Christmas dress, the perfect gifts, the perfect matching Christmas pajamas. You know, like that's a big thing. Like we all have to have the same matching pajamas. And so, you know, she's a very small child. I've got this. But anyway, it was very stressful. It felt very overwhelming. And so I'm wrapping a final present. And I'm in the perfect matching pajamas and my sweet husband comes in to bring me a glass of wine. Something happens, a kerfuffle occurs and he spills the wine. It's red wine all over my green, perfect pajamas. Yeah. Is this like Christmas Eve? Oh yes. And I'm wrapping like a final present before Christmas Eve. And you're supposed to have these pajamas on the next morning. Right. Correct. Okay. So dummy, dummy me had them on. Like I wore them. I've never. You have to sleep on them. Yes. 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 So. I would love to tell you that I was just like the picture of resilience and patience. I was like, no, 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 that's okay, honey. No, no, that's not what happened. I like hit the ceiling. I was tearful. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out. John was like, what the hell is going on? And it was because I had had all of these expectations. My expectation was I'm going to put on this cute little pajama outfit. I'm going to wrap this perfect present. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up. Like I had this stack, big, tall stack of all of these expectations that had to happen. And what I find is I'm a person that actually has struggled with expectations, not just around Christmas, certainly not just around Christmas pajamas, but like my whole life about everything. And the further you stack that up, just the more rigid you become, right? Because then, I mean, if, if we had not spilled the wine on mine, something could have spilled on the two-year-olds or his, or somebody's shirt couldn't have fit, or somebody's pants could have been left at home. Like there's so many ways that those things can go wrong. And when you have in mind this like 
The only way this is going to work out is to have everything go perfectly and all these expectations it really can set you up for failure. Totally. Am I the only one that's ever had Christmas expectations? Yes, you okay, are. Damn. Mm-hmm. We're done. Really thought, really thought that I was <laughs> you know, among friends. And the only time they come up is at the holidays. Right. That's what's funny. <laughs> right, right. So when I have expectations like on a random Tuesday, I'm out. Right. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. What about you guys? Expectations in Jen around the holidays? Well, this is top of mind for me. Actually, last weekend, my husband, Britt, and I went out of town for a weekend you go out of town and you like have plans. Like here's kind of how the day may look. Here's what we may do. And I got really like angry one morning because it's like we had these plans and it's almost like this is what I do in life. Like I had an aha moment of this is what I do. I have way too much that I'm expecting to do. Like my list is too long, what I'm hoping to do. And one, like I don't enjoy any of it because I'm rushing from like one thing and then we got to get to the next. And like we're on the cycle. I'm like, we got to turn around. We got to get back to get on another hike and like see all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really interfering with me being present. This sense of here's all these things we need to do and here's what a good trip looks like. Yeah. Right. And if and if these things don't happen, right? So if we get delayed or the weather is bad or or you know, we end up sleeping in, like whatever happens and I can't follow the plan, then I feel like I am very prone to get distressed and irritable and anxious and I'm learning like as I go along that actually the trick is to just be present in whatever's happening. But I make that really hard. Yeah. And the expectations make it hard. And the the gap between like expectation and reality makes it tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say similar. I think like when there's the anticipatory like build up, like something, especially something I've been looking forward to for a really long time. So for example, Avery and I recently went on a trip to Disney with our families and with also our good friend Megan and her husband, Chris. And it was lovely. It was great. And there were expectations by myself. There were expectations by my husband. Oh, wait, I just have to stop uh-huh. because I'm sure Jamie's sounding a little weird. So we're sitting at this table in this house that oh we've God. like rented and Jamie's talking and Avery gets up and starts like looking around. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> right. I don't know what's happening. And I think Avery is hot. I is really what's yeah. happening. Like bullets. Yeah. So we had to like turn the fireplace off and maybe have to go adjust the thermostat. So if, if we just got a little weird sounding, this is real life. Yes. yes. The expectation right now is a little different than how we typically, uh, right. how we typically record. Look at us. Yes. I know, like on the fly. Yes. Look at us going with it. Yes. Being more flexible. Yeah. So we had this, you know, Disney, y'all know me, you know how much I love Disney. I'm a huge Disney nerd, Disney fan. They, Disney released their brand new cruise ship, which I've been anticipating for the last couple of years. I was so super excited to be able to go and share this with family and friends. And it was new for me, which, you know, I've done a lot of Disney. So sometimes it's hard to search out like the new stuff. So I was like super duper excited. And we went and the ship, while beautiful, did not exactly like hold up to kind of some of my expectations that I had for it. I'd built it up a lot. And then my husband and I weren't jiving because we had differences in expectations of how things were going. And so that caused some family drama a little bit and took a little bit to work out. So was it the best trip I've ever had? No, not really. <laughs> so yeah, expectations kind of, I think, got in the way a little bit. I think the sneaky part about expectations is that often they are unconscious and mm-hmm. like we're not even aware that they're there operating. And another word I've been kind of playing with around expectations lately is this concept of things being ruined. And I'm, I'm aware that I have 
like a feeling that that's possible. And this idea of like, either we're meeting all expectations, either my pajamas, my PJs are pristine and wine-free or everything is ruined, right? Like there's not, (laughs) that's just not the way life works. Like you can still get, you know, presents at Christmas. You can still wear other, like that's just not really the way that realistically life works. Disney wasn't ruined because the ship didn't meet expectations. The ship didn't meet expectations. Right. And so I think that that's something I've got caught in this very like dichotomous thinking of either like meets all expectations. And I would love to say that they're just a few, they're not or ruined. And that's just a very rigid, like, not that's like a lose-lose. That's exactly, because it's not going to happen. Which is funny, like when you're saying that meets expectations. And I think about like some of the stuff, like as a professor, like grading students, right? And their competencies, you know, it's like either you're below expectations or you meet expectations or you exceed expectations. So there's like this whole continuum of what's what can happen versus either they're met or they're not. Yeah. Right. And I was, as, even as I was saying that, I was like, meet expectations sounds so neutral. Yeah. And it's really so not <laughs> when people like meeting expectations. Yeah. Feelings be, wise. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel that way. Like Correct. it's neutral. But you're right. If we're like grading someone meets expectations feels like, actually I'm sitting here. I'm like, not a glowing review. Right. No, it's like bare right. minimum. Right. But when we think of how we apply it, like these unconscious expectations are so friggin' high that if it meets it, it's like, wow. Uh-huh. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Or like the exceeds is what the expectation is. Yeah. Right. Like we're not just meeting it. It needs to exceed it in order for us to be happy or, you know, whatever, or relaxed or having fun or, or whatever. Yeah. So one thing that I learned from this, you know, PJ event as I've been processing it is that, you know, I get a certain feeling in my body when I'm getting into those expectations. And the way I describe it is grindy. Like I'm trying to grind through the gears of a certain experience and my poor family members are often feeling ground down to meet the criteria. And it's a feeling I now can really be aware of, of like, oh, I'm getting into that grindy place. Like it has to be this way. You have to wear the pajamas or can't like that. It feels very rigid, very inflexible, very black or white, very anxiety provoking, but it's like a feeling I can get in my body. How do you guys kind of know, Ooh, I'm falling into that expectations trap. I'm laughing. Cause like on the trip this weekend, Brent told me he was like this morning when all this went down, we were going to this hike. Thankfully, like, oh, this in Asheville, in yes, Asheville yes, 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 yes. Very, like in, in North Carolina, but we like pull up and, and Brent told me when we started hiking, he was like, I was bracing myself, right? Because we were running a little late. He's like, so I was, as we're driving down this road, he was waiting for us to get there and there to be like no parking at the trailhead. And he's like, I was waiting for you to like lose your shit totally. Like, oh, this is kind of sad. <laughs> but other people can like anticipate the grindiness, yes, right? The grindiness. But there, there it is. Like here it comes. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's one thing I love that Brent knows you that well of like, okay, this is how Lucy runs. Like we know that we need to have this height go a certain way. John would compare notes with Brent on that. But it's like, ooh, I can feel the grindiness. The grindiness is strong today. And he can kind of laugh at it. Bless him. Um. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the key is if we can laugh at it even better, right? Right. Like noticing it, you kind of start to get that like objectivity around it. Do you have a feeling in your body, Jamie, that when you're in that expectation place, what does it feel yeah, like for you? I, for me, I think it feels kind of similar to you, Avery, and that there's sort of this like nervous system feeling of urgency to make something so. 
especially when it's not in my control, like doing something as hard as you possibly can to make it go, make it go a certain way. Like when we went to Disney a couple of days prior to the trip, like I had gotten up early and like tried to book our stupid fast pass things and like it didn't work. And so then I went to guest services and like I was trying, you know, like trying to like do all of this. And yeah, I mean, it didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. I mean, and it was fine. Does it it ever pan out though? Like sometimes that urgency and then you get prompted into action. Is there like a reinforcer? Yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay, especially at Disney. Yeah, especially at Disney. If I can like make it so and I know who to contact and I know who to go to and all of that kind of stuff, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I get real like irritable. Like yes. there's this like irritable Same. sort of sense mm-hmm. that comes up. And then I also do that like replaying and researching almost. So like if I get to like, let's say we'd gone to this house and hadn't meet expectations, like a pattern might be like, I'd get back on VRBO and like a research, like we're not going to move houses. Right. We're not going to switch someplace else. But here I am like looking into it. Like, oh, if I could just redo that, even yes. though I'm not going to. But like retrospective, retroactive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot of like, oh, I think I got a good ticket price, but did I really? Let me go see. Like, what am I going to do? Sell these tickets? But it doesn't make any sense. It's just spinning my wheels. Yes. So grindy, wheel spinning, urgency. Irritable. 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 These feel like happy, happy holidays to us, right? Like, <laughs> we're like the That grindy and urgency. Yeah. So how do you guys step out of expectation? When you notice if you notice, has it been possible to step out of that like grindy urgency irritability? I think for me, the most helpful thing is to actually be a little bit more proactive before I get to that certain place. Like, you know, checking in with myself, like, okay, so what are my expectations around this certain event or experience or what have you? What's my husband's expectation? And can we clearly communicate that ahead of time? Does a world of good for us as a family? Yeah. I think I have gotten better at catching it, but I think I probably went like decades not even realizing that this is what was going on. Yeah. Right. There's this like process like under the surface. And so I think for me, like when I can notice it and be like, oh, like that's what that is, right? Like I'm having expectations or I have this belief about how something should go. Cause that's really what an expectation is, right? This belief about what should be. Mm-hmm. And then there's, and especially when there's this disconnect between like what we believe should be and then like the reality of where we are. And so as I can like notice that process, it, it takes the edge off a little yeah. bit. So I think one thing I've, I've noticed as I've kind of gotten more familiar with how I work around this is this need to go upstream. I'm a planner. I really do like to plan things out. I like to do logistics, like find fun things to do find hotels to stay in, find places to eat. Like I like to do that stuff. I'm usually pretty good at it. I mean, sometimes, you know, not everything's a winner, but like sometimes I, you know, really enjoy that. But I find that if I am singularly in control of where we're staying and the airline travel and, 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 it starts to feel maybe to myself and other people in my travel party that I am responsible for all of these things. And so I think kind of like heading that off of the path of like, I don't know. When do you guys want to fly out? I don't know. Where would you guys like to stay? And and I'm happy to make a decision, but just feeling like we're together with my travel party from the beginning versus like, this is Avery's vacation. We're just on it really can help me to not feel like I'm the only one that holds all the cards. Yeah. Well, the hardest part about that, because I get caught in a similar dynamic where like I'm the one planning it all. 
but it doesn't feel like it's my vacation. Like I'm planning it, but I want to make everyone else happy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm wanting to, because if I was just me by myself, I might do something very different, but it's like, I'm trying to plan, like trying to like imagine what everyone else might expect or what they might want. And it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And I don't mind that so much. I mean, I I have fun with it, but it's like, okay, if I lay out what it is that we're going to do, and this is going to be kind of our itinerary, and then you wait until we get there or we're in the thick of it before you voice an opinion, no ma'am, no sir. Like (laughs) that, that should have been been done in the planning stage, not in the execution stage of what's going on. And there've been times I've been very maybe condescending and rude that I'll say, Oh no, no, no. The feedback part of this vacation was about a month ago. We're now in the do it. (laughs) Well, my kids do this all the time, right? Brent and I like to hike. So we, and over the past few years, we've asked like, do you want to go someplace? What do you want to do? They're like, no, we don't want to do anything. And so like we plan the trips we want and then they like bitch and moan and Mm -hmm. complain. And I'm like, we asked you months ago, mm-hmm. like, and you mm-hmm. said you didn't care. Yeah, we were open for feedback then. Right. And now that that window has closed. I like that. <laughs> so flexible we yes. are. Yes. <laughs> the comments portion. We're done. <laughs> so next time, and then I get all sassy. I'm like, next time I ask what you might want to do, you better have opinions. I don't want to hear this complaining again. Never do. Mm-hmm. No. So as we go into the holiday season, what would be some things that we could say, like, do try this at home? What are some things that we might be able to offer ourselves and our listeners? Even before you get to do yeah, try okay. this at home, can we talk about, like, how do expectations impact the holiday season? So if you think about our own lives and the okay. lives of our clients, like, where might, like, if we get a little more specific with expectations in the holidays? Oh, that's such a good point. It can be kind of like you brought up the point earlier, a lot of pressure. You know, it seems like that, you know, commercialism, what we see on TV, social media, it's like Christmas movies. Yeah, all of it. The best holiday ever. This has to be like the most awesome experience that you've ever had. It's a lot to live up to. And really, I mean, how many experiences of that are we going to have, you know, where it's just you can't have the best ever every single time the year rolls around, right? I mean, it can be enjoyable. That's a really good point. It, it can be wonderful. It can be enjoyable. It can be memorable. But I mean, are we are we shooting for perfect? Are we shooting for the best? Eh, I think we need to change the metric. Yeah. 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 Well, and that can happen not only in like our global sense of what the holiday is like, but even like any one event, like what I'm wearing, like, do I have an Mm -hmm. expectation that I need to have like the perfect outfit? Or if you're hosting a a gathering that, you know, you have to have fine china and place settings and several courses, or can you just be like a little more low key? Do I have to make everything from scratch? Right. Mm -hmm. What I think about too, when I think about fun or enjoyable Christmases or Thanksgivings, it's usually the ones that really stick out that like everything didn't go perfectly. Like the one, I think it was a Thanksgiving, maybe it was a Christmas that really sticks out in my mind. It's like a family image is that somehow like we were sick and the turkey wasn't right. And so somehow we had spam for dinner, which like I'd never had spam <laughs> for dinner. And my mom was probably like beside herself, but I remember, and we were like, we rolled with it. Like, yeah. I mean, whatever was open that day, we got it. And some people came in and it was like, kind of funny and weird, but fun. And like, I remember it as being like, oh, this is what we're doing. You know? It's funny you say that. I'm thinking of a Thanksgiving when I was in college and I had a friend from college who like came home with me. You know, we always kind of picked up stragglers who would like come. And for some reason, my parents made like a fish, but it was like a, we laugh. It was like, like a carp. Like it was like the gnarliest (laughs) fish ever. And was like disgusting, but it's like the same. You have to kind of like pivot, like this is gross. And are we all going to pretend like it's good? Or can we kind of like laugh about it? And to this day, we kind of Yeah, about the carp Thanksgiving. Right. Mm -hmm. We've had 
a few Christmases not that long ago where we actually forget that there needs to be maybe like a meal or something that happens on Christmas. So there we go through the McDonald's drive through uh-huh, yeah. I mean, and that happens. So, yeah. That's right. And so I think when we, and those things are enjoyable, I think a lot of times because the people that set the tone, which oftentimes are the moms, I hate to say it, can roll with it, right? Like if your mom was like crying in the car, but like, oh, everything's ruined. You, it may not yeah. have been as positive a memory or if my Parents were like, ah, I can't eat spam, but we're like, oh, you know, it's funny and fun because we were able to be flexible. Well, and I think that that is the biggest trick I'm learning because that is actually really, really hard for me, right? Uh Like I'm very quick to like get caught in the like regret or, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I should have known or how could it be this, you know, like blaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like responsibility. Yes. Yes. And then like the self-judgment and criticism, Uh all of that. And so beginning to realize that it's a lot less about like what actually happened and like what you do with it. So like my attitude in the moment could be good and I could try to be present and make the most of what's there. And like that can make such a huge difference. It's really hard for me in the moment. It's very hard. And it is the one thing that is under our control. Like carp is going to happen. Turkeys are going to be like, things happen. We're humans living in a human world. Like things are going to happen. And I finding that, you know, especially as I'm thinking about my own like resilience or like expectations is that let's just go ahead and call it like things aren't going to live up to our expectations. And even if everybody has the perfect PJ, some, I mean, like it's just the way that life works. And the thing that we really do have control over is us and how we can like go with the flow, which is incredibly difficult. So how do we set ourselves up for success? How have you been able to do that really at all? Silence falls over there. I know. (laughs) Like, where's that crickets button on yeah. our on our podcast <laughs> mixer? <laughs> yeah. I think one thing I, I know for me, it's especially like with trip planning, is to not try to bake so much in to be able to say we're all doing this together. One thing recently started saying is, you know, we're making this decision together. So like one time we parked and we were like, our car could be towed. It may not be towed. And rather than like pinning it on somebody and I don't think we should be, it's like, you know, if we get towed, we're in it together. Like we've all decided, family decision, this seems like the right thing to do. And either the car will be here or it'll be gone. Did you get towed? No. No. But kind of this idea of like, we're all together. We're all in it together. We're family deciding that this is what we are going to do versus like Avery's. I really like it to be someone else's fault. Me too. I prefer that. I prefer that. Yes. And I would like to piggyback on that. So if we're all together, we all need to speak up because so many times those expectations are silent. They're quiet. They're internal. And so it's nice to know what's on everybody's minds and to have a discussion ahead of time is that really can clear some things up, right? And that seems like a hard conversation to have though. Like I don't, I don't think that we get a lot of training and exposure. Like Jamie, I'm thinking when I went last year with you and your sister to Disney, like I feel like I was the guest and I'm not saying there was a bunch I didn't like say in the moment, but it might've been weird for me to be like, no, I really want to do, I think that that's just hard conversation sometimes. Yes, uh, definitely. It can be difficult, but I think also too, it can, you can have it in a way to like take the pressure off. So what are you looking forward to this trip? What do you hope to get out of it the most, you know, or out of this holiday? What do you hope to get out of the most? If you could have one thing happen, what would you like for it to be? And everybody kind of like sharing what that is with the understanding that it may not happen, but it's just really wonderful for everyone to kind of know where we're, where you're at. Well, and also even for you to do it yourself, yeah, right? For you to get clear on what I really want is for us to spend time together as a family. 
okay, well, if I'm clear on that, the PJs don't matter, the presents don't matter. Or if, if it's like, I'm really excited about giving this really cool thing to my kid. I'm really excited about what their reaction is going to be. Okay, well, then that's, but it can kind of be, like, we kind of talk about like this North Star, right? This idea of like, I really want this. And I can like even decide on my own that I can let some of these other things go because mm. this is more important. Mm. Like I want to be peaceful. I don't want to be at each other. So like I, I'm going to have to let things go. So when I start to feel revved up, that's going to be, you know, a time for me to step back. And that's such a nice reminder with expectations. I think expectations sometimes play into this idea that we can have it all. Right. Uh-huh. And so almost how do we like abandon that myth and that story and start to get clear on what really matters? Yeah. So thinking about this, do you try this at home? It sounds like, I mean, for me, it would say to be mindful of the expectations, mm-hmm. to kind of like know if this is something that's a fit for you and kind of just be mindful of it. What, what about you guys? I think mine is to voice it aloud. Do not keep those things buried deep down inside. And you can rephrase it. I mean, it it can be an expectation, but also you can rephrase it in the form of this is my intention. You know, this is my intention. This is my value for the holidays. This is my goal for the holiday. And I think phrasing it that way can kind of lighten up the conversation a bit. Yeah. I think that really like diffuses it even just to put words to it. Yes. I think like... Sounds awful. You may have to tell me if this is like the worst strategy ever, but like almost (laughs) keeping expectations low, right? Mm. So I think about my life. You remember like the nights where you would have like prom or some big function and those nights sucked. New Year's Eve is like that. (laughs) Exactly. You have this like idea of how it should be and it never like lives up. Right. Right. And then it's always like the random like Thursday nights when like you're just, that's nothing that ends up being like the best time ever. Because their expectations are low. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So how do we kind of manage our expectations and intentionally kind of come in with maybe like a lower expectation Mm -hmm. where we're like more likely to surpass it and like be pleasantly surprised? Love that. I think that's great. Awesome. Okay. So next time we're going to continue on with our holiday discussion and we're going to talk about celebration. It'll be Thanksgiving Day. That's right. Woohoo. Thanks so much for listening. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts. We always welcome your feedback. Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. Inspiration from the Couch.